welcome to the Fracture Line, the official weekly news feed from the Chest Wall Injury Society, where we will listen to all the bottom line CWIS updates, shoutouts, fun facts, and weekly banner. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Crisco, and I'm joined always by Dr. Tom White, Dr. Adam Kay, and Sarah Ann Whitbeck. Welcome back to Fracture Line, everybody. Today we have Kelly Madden, who is the Research Projects Manager at the Department of Surgery in Denver Health, and Elizabeth Smith. It goes by Ellie, I'm told. One of the Research Associates in Surgery and Trauma also at Denver Health. Welcome, guys. Great to have you on. Thanks for having us today. So uh, we'd like to just start off with, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're doing with uh, Dr. Parachi, why you would uh, you know, put yourself in that harm's way, I, I'm not sure, but why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves and what your pro- what your roles are there at Denver Health. Sure. Um, yeah, so my name's Kelly. I'm the research project manager for the surgery and trauma department. So I'm not only subjected to Dr. Parachi, but also plenty of other surgeons. A little bit of background. I come from clinical research at a neighboring hospital and just recently started at Denver Health. I have been interested in research and especially clinical research um, since my undergrad and pretty exciting to have spent the last nine months supporting a team of about 10 researchers here at Denver Health. Very nice. Ellie? And my name's Ellie. I recently joined the team in August, moved from finishing my master's and doing COVID-related research, and wanted a little break from that being an all-encompassing aspect of my life. So then moved into clinical research to kind of see if a PhD or med school meant is the better choice. So kind of in that limbo space right now, but really enjoying working with the team and Dr. Bracci has been a great mentor so far. My question is, who comes up with the ideas? Is it him, really, or is it some other people? So, in terms of the research realm that Ellie and I participate in um, with Dr. Parachi, ideas flow pretty freely. I think what Ellie means by him being such a good mentor is we do roundtable discussions and come up with ideas. I know Ellie's got a few in the pipeline that she wants to start herself, and then... On top of that, we just recently had a visiting physician from Rotterdam in the Netherlands, uh, Suzanne, um, and she generated quite a few uh, research project ideas while she was here as well. Very cool. And you didn't say her last name because it's hard to say. (laughs) Yeah. We we figured that out. Can't be said. Ellie, you're you're doing a lot of work with SID too. Aren't you doing a lot of the database entry for SID? Tell us a little bit about that. I am. So when I first started, that was the first assignment given to me to kind of figure out what it's supposed to really look like and start going back in and finishing everything up. That had been kind of left over as the role was vacated. So starting to get more comfortable with all of the aspects of doing CT scan readings, going through med histories, and it's been incredibly beneficial for looking at future studies as well when we're looking at rib fracture patients because it's such an amazing um, repository of data that I feel will just continue to grow and be more important. So it's been really interesting learning on it so far, and luckily I was the person to put in the thousandth patient So that was an exciting time, and I have some cool uh, Seawiz swag that I've now worn all over the U.S. and have pictures (laughs) everywhere. Yeah, you got to keep sending those in. There's one of you with an alligator, holding an alligator with Seawiz swag. Pretty cool. Yeah, I felt like I had to represent in the swamps of Louisiana, you know? You never know when somebody's going to end up with a broken rib down there. Might as well 
plugs you with a little bit. <laughs> so tell us um, what's what's down the pipeline. What what are you guys researching next? Uh, give us a little bit of a taste. Yeah, so we've got a couple studies that we're continuing for Suzanne now that she's headed back to uh, the Netherlands. One is a study looking at pulmonary contusions in rib fracture patients. Another is looking at anticoags in patients with uh, SSRF. And then the third is the development and validation of a rib fracture specific quality of life survey. That's what we definitely need. I think yeah. one of the questions we keep getting asked is, well, show us the data. How do you know that this doesn't help these patients' quality of life? And and I think the problem we're having is is that the quality of life studies we currently have are just not specific enough, and they're not asking the right questions. So this is really important. I think this is that alone is going to convince a large number of people that what we're doing is the right thing. We all believe it is, um, but now we'll ha hopefully have some really good good data to prove that. So I really applaud you on that. That's going to help us so much. You know, so it's not just you know the way patients operate and function in Denver or the United States, but but also this approach from you know a more global perspective. Obviously, you know Rotterdam and and or I should say you know their their slice in in the Netherlands and your slice here in the United States don't adequately represent all populations across the, the world. I I'm not that naive, but it does give us more of a broad approach, and certainly then we can take that and and hopefully you know roll that out to the rest of the U.S. I I know when Dr. Ritter. Um, submitted that as the um, CUS Kalis Martin uh, abstract last year for the award. That was one of the exciting things, you know, was being able to validate it, you know, in that environment and then, you know, really spread it broadly for the rest of the membership. So we're really excited to see her mid-year update at NOFO it sounded terrific. It, it sounded like, you know, good progress is being made. So I, I'm excited to, to hear the next steps um, in April. Slight plug for the summit. April 28th through April 30th, can't help it, um, so that people can hear the uh, hear the next steps, and then we'll uh, we'll look forward to more. Right, everyone has to come to the summit. You guys are coming. Do you know? Have you gotten um, permission, or is someone going to pay for you? <laughs> We've had verbal confirmation, but we'll have to follow up. Great. Now, I think it's really important. We need to have people that are not just you know just surgeons and stuff. We need to have the whole team there. And that's a very important part of this as well, to really prove that this is not just a surgeon-specific society. Demonstrates even more so why you need to be at the summit, so that you can hear the conversation that everybody is having, you know, rather than secondhand through the surgeons that, you know, that would normally be attending, but to be part of that team and part of, you know, hearing the discussion that's going on and the education being provided, so that then when you all go back home and you are functioning in a team, you know, it, it's a good way to, to launch from there and be able to say, well, I heard this thing, and I heard so-and-so say this thing, and, and let's study that. And, you know, it just it advances the program and, and the care that the patients are receiving in such a, a faster perspective versus kind of relying on one person to be the mouthpiece. Um, that, that's definitely the way it's been done in the past, but antiquated, you know. And, and so I think it's, it's very forward-thinking of, of your group and of you guys specifically to, to take your time and energy to, to attend the summit. So we're looking forward to it and it's gonna be amazing. So we're excited. Yeah. I'm predicting a upswing in IRB submissions after uh, the summit for sure. Uh, every time I go to the summit, I have, there's always some epiphany, something that I just all of a sudden realized we should do more. And it gives me so many oh, ideas yeah. of what I, what well, I like to research. We've expanded the awesome. footprint in terms of the number of slots. We originally only had 20 slots 
we felt like we could fit in. And so we've been kind of reconfiguring some of the things that we originally anticipated so we could fit a few more in. But even still, I, I don't think we'll be able to fit in all of the great science. And so we, we had um, just met a couple days ago and, and we're saying, okay, we're gonna have to have a poster session added because there's just too many good things, you know? Certainly they haven't all been selected yet. We haven't finished all the scoring, but, but I know already, you know, 48, 49 does not divide well into, into 26. So we, uh, we recognize the poster session will be necessary. And I think that, that alone will offer some new opportunities as well um, with some people that are uh, that have suggested new forms where they want to have you know video sessions or want to be able to present um, cases that they've done that that maybe you know aren't really case review type cases or you know tips and tricks that they want to be able to showcase and so looking at kind of multi multimedia options of how we can have um, posters available as well as some video tips and tricks and, and other presentations um, in the in the open forum. So I think I think it'll be especially scientific this year. We have all of Friday blocked off to be what we're calling Science Friday. So I think that'll be kind of a fun a fun day to really delve into to the scientific improvement of chest wall injury patients. So it's gonna be great. Well Sarah, do you want all to right, give updates. us updates? Yes, I would be happy to. Um, so as far as things coming up and, and things you should have um, on your calendar or, or the things that you want to have on your calendar, most certainly, um, next Wednesday is case review. Um, so put that on there and I don't remember the time, but you'll have to watch the newsletter to find out. Um, so we are kicking off the next year um, with lots of education. So you'll want to um, keep eyes on the prize on that. So Wednesday, January 5th, we have Journal Club. The next week is actually the East Annual Meeting for those that are attending in Austin. We will be having um, a gathering while we're there. So um, you'll see information about that in the newsletter. And if you are going to be there, please uh, let us know so we can uh, get together, say hi, and, and hopefully um, provide you some dinner. Um, the next week on January 19th, let's see, it's either 18, 19, or 20, we're, we're still finalizing the date. We are going to have a sternal non-union presentation um, by one of our ortho colleagues um, that works with Dr. Peter Cole. Um, so I think that one is going to be really fascinating. Um, and then the last week of January, again on the 26th, we'll have case reviews. So January is a really packed month. Um, in terms of education and events. Um, so every, every week there's, there's something going on and you'll want to uh, keep your eye on the newsletter for all of the final details. Um, I think we mentioned it already on this podcast, but April 28th through 30 is the summit, of course, in Park City, Utah. Um, we will have an online component. I know I've heard from a few people about you know, how, how we feel like Omicron will influence people um, or the, the impact that that will have on the meeting. Um, we, we do anticipate at this time still having an in-person component. Um, it, you know, certainly if, if things go completely to haywire and that's not possible, we'll make announcements. But otherwise, as of now, we are you know, full steam ahead anticipating an, an in-person event and hope that as many people can join us as possible. Um, so please keep that in your calendar. It is going to be a really fantastic um, opportunity. We were doing um, some more promotional work this week with um, Vic, Dr. White, myself up at the Canyons or up at the uh, Grand Summit Hotel um, at Park City Mountain Resort. 
and um, it is just so beautiful. They've done it. Uh, they they were very cleverly used the opportunity during um, the shutdown for um, the pandemic to do some some pretty major remodeling. So the the resort itself is very very updated and, and looks tremendous. It, it, uh, they they wide, wisely use their time and energy um, during the time when they couldn't be open. And uh, I think we're all gonna be really excited to be there. So put it on your calendar, get excited. Dr. K's I'm sure is, is making slides um, or at least thinking about making his, his presidential slides. And uh, we, uh, we finalized the decision on our keynote presenter um, recently. So it's, it's all coming together really well. We're looking forward to everybody being there. I think it's really important for you both um, to give us, you know, maybe maybe a little bit of dirt about Dr. Parachi, you know, just something maybe we don't know about him that you guys know. Anything that comes to mind, just let it fly. Well, you're uh, stealing our um, thunder with the final stitch, but uh, oh, we okay, did well, find out recently. Don't <laughs> no, that's fine. Use the final yeah, stitch. We'll, it'll be final stitch time for you guys. Go for it. So we... Uh, had our holiday Christmas party um, last night for the surgery and trauma department, and we found out that Dr. Parachi has uh, quite the taste in fashion, and it's, oh, yeah. it's hard to describe, but we have a button-down shirt with a sequin tiger on the back, and then actually on the front was some sequin toucans. Oh, um, So that was his... Uh, <laughs> And his choice for the uh, Christmas party. He was being serious, yeah. right? I mean, that's a serious outfit, right? I mean, we can only hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, our favorite part was to compliment that shirt. He uh, ordered what looked like a white Russian. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's the man. Yeah. He's the dude on Big Lebowski. That's that's Dr. Parachi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Final stitch thoughts, uh, apart from Dr. Parachi's amazing uh, taste in clothes, um, we wanted to shout out to Suzanne. We're going to miss her. She left yesterday um, to go back home. And uh, Suzanne, thanks for bringing so much excitement and energy to our research team. We're excited to finish out the projects for you. Very nice. That's awesome. Yeah, she's super cool. Sarah, you got one? Sure. My final stitch is really just just this massive amount of snow that, that Salt Lake City, um, Utah, northern Utah, has received um, in the past 48 hours. We have just absolutely been dumped on, and it is continuing. I, um, they anticipate for another 24 hours. We have been living in a drought for quite some time, and this is exactly what we needed. So, I am, although I do not like the cold, I do not like driving in it, I am... I am not um, not a person who is pleased about actually uh, functioning in the snow. I am extremely happy for our state that it is here. And for those that are thinking they might want to ski while they are here, um, the actual canyons property where we'll be staying um, uh, is unlikely to still be open by the time of the summit. But the other canyons are are should all be open. So plan to uh, come, a, come a day or two early and, and get some good Utah powder. We're just flush with it right now, especially, so. I'll do mine. Um, similar, I think I'm also going to talk about weather. So while you guys uh, in Salt Lake City have been, you know, hit with snow, we had a uh, 73 degrees yesterday in the Kansas City area and some crazy winds. We actually hit 107 miles per hour gusts. Holy um, macaroni! At one point wow. in the area. 
Um, we've had, you know, fires and, and so just weather is amazing. I actually love thunderstorms, but last night's thunderstorm was, was, was scary for the people in Kentucky right now. I'm, I'm a little Dr. Dr. White now, a little sad here, you know, a lot of deaths, uh, after those tornadoes in Kentucky. And this, this is, this is, this really, this global, it, I believe it's this truly global warming. It does not make sense. We have so much energy in our environment causing all this. So just uh, to all the people who are helping those people out, I commend you um, and everyone else just stay safe with the weather because um, you never know what can happen. Well, mine is not, mine's a little bit more upbeat. I've been getting, so I'm sure all surgeons okay. kind of get thank yous in the mail or happy holiday cards in the mail from their patients. But so far, all of mine, I've, I've only gotten four, but all of mine have been from my rib patients. They're just extremely grateful people that you kind of give them back a little piece of their life. And, you know, I've obviously, I do a lot of general surgery and, and all sorts of other cases, but gratifying to get notes, uh, letters like that from my patients because they, they're very happy with their results. So it was nice to have that. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, Ellie and Kelly, thank you. We really appreciate it. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you all. Thanks yeah. for having us. Thanks yeah. so much. You're welcome.